This is Johnny Walker and this is your host for the Frickly TDM podcast. It's uh, 20th of July or 21st. It's a Saturday. It's the second weekend of Tomorrowland 2019 weekend one. I'm here to do a review of uh, last night. Uh, I would like to talk uh, for a, a couple of things, a couple of changes, as well as do a review of uh, Eric Preet's set. Um, so, number one, there's been a couple of changes. The Euphoria stage, it's been changed. They have now um, like a, a mega structure. Um, in any way, it's covered. It looks like a temple. Um, I don't know why they did this. Um, it seems to be working fine. Um, so that's that's all good. Another change that I've seen, and I haven't seen all the stages yet, I must say, is the Q dance area. Uh, so the Q dance, I must say, this is a horrible stage. And what a horrible design! Uh, I'm I'm really shocked because uh, usually uh, Tomorrowland has very you know magnificent designs, very thoughtful, very managed, imaginative. So. What they have is like a pyramid, and on top of that there is like a sword, an Excalibur sword that comes down at the top of the pyramid. The pyramid has some neon lights, but it's just very, very ugly. I don't quite understand. I mean, I know perhaps Q-Dance is not the most uh, popular of all stages, although Q-Dance as an event is a huge event in central, northern central Europe, and they have their own um, annual events. But I was just uh, unpleasantly surprised at that design. The last bit I want to touch is uh, Eric Pritz uh, presents Holosphere. So for those who don't know, yesterday he, um, um, Eric Pritz curated a stage, the Freedom Stage. Inside they had a, um, a whole sphere, like a ball, um, which uh, was made of a metal net. And this is usually what acts as the uh, the back uh, the backbone for for the holograms that uh, Eric Fritz uh, started with uh, 5.0. Uh, so they're not real real holograms because they actually projected onto a metal net. In this case, there was a sphere. As I said, he actually uh, DJed inside that sphere, so not outside. Um, so, a couple of things there. First of all, there has been a delay in his show for about 25 minutes, I think. Um, I'm not quite sure about that. Perhaps technical uh, problems, perhaps the challenge was too big. So, Tiger was playing him, uh, prior to him, and Eric Chris was due to start at 11 p.m. for two hours. So, at 11 p.m., Tiga, well, 5, 5 to 11, he started his remix of Zombie Nation uh, which is, I guess it's his most popular track and it would make sense because he would end up with his most popular track and everybody was cheering and happy because they realized that's probably his closing track and then he didn't close uh, so he continued and he continued and things were uncomfortable because he was looking back and you know, I think when some DJs they have, you know, the tracks selected for a two-hour set, and then all of a sudden they need to extend and they need to actually uh, DJ on the fly. Um, 
they may find themselves a little bit uncomfortable. So he started playing some tracks, and you know, good for him because he, you know, he stood doing what he has to do. Otherwise, it'd be dead air. Um, he even, I think, he played a 1990 track from. Uh, uh, I can't remember the name. It's hippie, dread, dread something. Uh, it's total confusion, basically. Uh, it's a very well-known track of that era, 1990. Um, and uh, he finished with that. You know, clap and cheers. They removed the DJ booth, which was right in front, because we all knew that Eric Rich was going to DJ inside that sphere, which was a little bit on the back. By the way, for those listeners, I have uploaded part one of uh, seven of uh, the whole set. Uh, it's actually on the Freakbeat CDM podcast uh, YouTube. It's uh, filmed on 2.4K, so please go there and check it out. So, even with Tigger finishing, there was a gap of 10 to 15 minutes. You could see Eric Pritz there. He was sitting in there, but nothing was happening. And there has been some booings, uh, believe it or not, because people were impatient. The music starts. So my review of that event, I must say, I was disappointed. <laughs> and I know this is going to upset many, many fans of Eric Pritz. Uh, why? Okay, so there's two parts. One is the visuals, the show. The other is the actual music. So the show was very, very unique. Um, I must say it was out of this world. In effect, it was like almost a three-dimensional um, kind of visual. So you had, on the background, you had a huge screen, which I think visually, when I looked at it, it looked like an IMAX screen, but even further, maybe extended by 25%. So imagine you have the IMAX screen when you go to your movies and then extend this even further, 25%, then you have uh, that screen on the back that was projecting. And then you have the sphere, and the sphere has two layers, obviously the one in front that you actually see and the one on the back, although they're not, they're not separate. Um, so he was projecting loads of things like um, uh, robotic eyes that were moving around and actual eyes that were looking around and the moon, uh, which, you know, fair play. And I guess you could see from all sides, if you were uh, sitting on the sides or, or right in front. And it, it was spectacular, I must say, you know, it was very imaginative, imaginative and very thoughtfully constructed and match the music but to me it was the music that let me down um, it, so this was like a superb cake that you go and taste and you, you think it's going to be very sweet and actually it's soft <laughs> and it's sour <laughs> and you say what, what the hell happened here and it reminds me of the 5.0 first um, when it was first revealed in Crimfields in London when I went to see that there and again, that was a disappointing set. And it's, I don't quite understand. I mean, Eric Fritz reminds me of the English football team. So the English football team can play tremendous football uh, all year round. 
And then when they go to play some big or you know some big tournaments, semi-finals or finals, whatever, they just crumble. They crumble under the expectations, I think, of the whole nation being behind them and pressurizing them. And you just put them on a regular um, match, and they excel. They play fantastic football, and then there is the quarterfinals or the semi-finals. They just crumble completely. I mean. Um, nothing like you, you see and people wonder you know why does this happen and I think it's the, all, all the expectations so perhaps this is the same with Eric Breitz I think he's trying to be too clever rather than being himself um, and you know he plays this long um, kind of strung out stringy arpeggio tracks that just have long pauses and a very electronica rather than his usual self and they the tracks didn't connect at least with me um, it didn't make me wanna you know go forward and just keep on dancing and be lost in the music because that's that's what I'm here for I mean the show is uh, is a bonus when I saw him a month ago in in EDC Las Vegas. He was amazing. He was great. Superb, superb set. And a month later, it's Eric Preach is like this hit and miss. Um, he has so many tracks in his, um, you know, that he has produced and he can throw. And when he hits, he, he's, he's amazing. And when he misses, he's just below average because it's, it's like, some amateur has put together a mix without any sort of thought or form or why is he doing that or what. I mean, he said had the usual hallmarks of first third being kind of new releases or maybe unplayed tracks and second third being his uh, kind of more techno um, tracks and then the last third being his, his anthems and he closed with opus. And I just didn't connect. Even the transition to Opus, it wasn't done the way I've heard him doing so many times. I can't explain, but uh, if you go and listen to, to the set when I upload all the parts on the YouTube channel, you you may or may not disagree with me. Just drop me, drop me a message. If you go to Anchor FM on the website, you can actually leave a voice message and swear at me and, and leave hate uh, mail. I, I don't mind. I just want to see what other people feel about it, especially those who listen to many of his sets but are not fanboys, because I know fanboys will like it no matter what. So, I was left a little bit sour, sweet and sour, you know, great show, lucky to be there. Lots of people will say, will say that, you know, you're lucky to be there, but to me, there was a sour element, the music was sour, the music, I didn't connect with the music. Anyway, well, that's, that's my review, I mean, I've seen many, many acts, uh, to me, probably the highlight was Andrew Bayer. Um, this guy is probably, he should be more famous, I think, because of his music. Um, he doesn't quite DJ, he just plays one track after the other, and, you know, that's another thing. But, you know, his music is really good. 
So that was my highlight. Uh, seen a few acts there, but anyway, that's that's my main review and thoughts about uh, Friday day one. Uh, please uh, share, subscribe to the podcast, and uh, also go check out uh, the videos uh, I'm uploading on uh, YouTube. I know some of them are not great because I'm trying to live stream, but it doesn't really work unless you have a very, very good connection and, and they appear choppy uh, sometimes. So, uh, you know, it's a little bit of a hit and miss there. That's all for now. Um, be sure to check out my next podcast. I'm, I will try to review day two and day three. We're expecting rain today. So, yeah, have my raincoat on. Bye for now.